0: We come at life from our own lens. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about understanding and being aware that every conversation, every communication you have is generally about what you want. And sometimes we just need to stop and go, okay, hang on a sec. Let's look at it from a different perspective and where the other person's coming from.
1: everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I'm joined by Perfect Nikki. Oh, no, no. Nikki Perfect. (laughs) Nikki Perfect. Now, Nikki is a long-term old client of mine. We did some stuff way, way, way back. Paths sort of split and now they've crossed again. We're both... Looking at, well, I've written my book. Nikki's working on writing her book with the the team at Write Business Results, who are brilliant. They make me look fab on the podcast and everything else. So maybe they'll give me a discount on my fees. But hey, as I mentioned, obviously, Nikki's laughing because she knows Georgia and knows that that's not going to wash. Anyway. So let me tell you a little bit about what I know about Nikki, and then she's going to tell us about what she does, what she does now, and how goals fit in with everything that she does. So for over a decade, she was an international hostage and crisis negotiator working for the government. Now, that's quite exciting, isn't it? She was also director of the UK negotiation training team and that department there. So again, crazy, crazy stuff. And now, what she does is she shares those skills that she learned there with other people to help them improve their communication skills. So, Nikki, over to you. Tell us a little bit more about. You know, obviously, I want to delve into the the hostage negotiation stuff because you know that sounds really, really exciting. But you probably could tell me, but then you'd have to kill me or something.
0: That's absolutely right. Yeah, I would have to do that. Just to give a bit more flesh on the bones of what you just said, so I was a metropolitan police officer for 31 years, and I spent the last decade of my career being an international hostage and crisis negotiator, which basically meant that I was very privileged to share in hundreds of people's conversations, worked in London in the main, dealing with people in crisis or people who had committed crimes that had gone wrong or didn't want to be arrested or were holding people hostage or kidnaps. And then I was lucky enough to get on the full-time unit in the UK, which was only six people at the time, and to become part of that team, and then to work very closely with Her Majesty's Government, so working abroad as well, teaching people communication and negotiation skills across the world, and also being involved in incidents where British citizens had ended up either being kidnapped or caught up in like a terrorist incident. So yeah, an amazing job, just still has to pinch myself about doing it, I'll, It's interesting because goals fitted in hugely in how I actually achieved getting onto the unit, which became my goal when I first became a negotiator in 2008. And now I run three bricks and mortar businesses all on like a community hub. So I have a gym, a coffee shop and a garage workshop. So we created a space for the community. And I also have a training business where I teach negotiation and communication skills. So, yes, that's what I do at the moment.
1: Very, very busy that's what happens with entrepreneurs is they get busy. We always load up our backs with our mouths, I think the phrase is, you know, and say (laughs) yes, yes to far too many things and end up doing. I like the community hub. We've had other conversations in the past. So tell us a little bit about that and and exactly what you did there. So I'm guessing that, you know, you took your your money from the job, which is in, in, in sort of what the police call the job.
0: The job,
1: yeah. Yeah, the job. That's a J,
0: yeah. So,
1: so you did your 30, <laughs> 31 years in the job. Yeah. Got your commutation and invested it in your local community. Tell us a little bit about that because I love this story.
0: So, yeah, so when I was a negotiator, I learned three really important lessons. One is that we all have our own stories. Two is that we all have our own challenges in life and crisis at some stage. And the third one is that loneliness is one of the biggest killers in the U.K., And probably without even knowing it, this became a really high value for me. So I know that my highest value in life is to be in service. There's nothing I can do to change it. And I'm not happy if I'm not doing it, which is the beauty of values and knowing what your values are. And from a chance conversation just before I retired, I was having my car serviced here. I've got an old Skoda and this used to be a Skoda garage. I say here because I'm sat in the back office at the moment. And I had a chance conversation about becoming what I was going to do when I retired from policing. That I was doing a bit of personal training. I was doing communication coaching, and we talked about how the owner of the garage was selling it. And I was like, "Wow, that's amazing! I didn't know." It. It's a lady's dad I was talking to, and she said, "Yeah, he's he's selling it. He's been here forty-eight years. He wants to sell it." And I was like, "Gosh, that would you know that would be amazing." the things you could do with the space here. I've always felt the coffee shop was needed in the village. To, it just, you know, it's a, it's a small village. It has a pub and a, a village hall. And I'd always, living in London, I'd always wanted a coffee shop. And, then, and I'd always wanted my own gym. That was the other thing. I was like, always wanted my own gym. And so after that chance conversation, I went away and thought about it, thought about what I was going to invest my commutation in anyway, uh, wanted it to be a long term investment and not because I know what I'm like, Doug. I would just go and spend it, mm-hmm. and spend it on something that would de- decrease in value in a matter of seconds. And yeah, and ended up buying the garage and converting the car showroom into a coffee shop and a gym and keeping the garage workshop of it and really working towards providing. So the coffee shop and the gym are both social enterprises for, based for the community in the community and the workshop It has been here for so long, people are so reliant on it. Yeah, that's
1: so, what that's what I did, and here we are now. And, there you go. You yeah. see, chance conversations. That's the madness of life. You know, you think about something, and in your instance, it was what do I do with my commutation? For anybody that doesn't know, when you have done 30 years in the police and the fire brigade and, and the like, you, you get a lump sum as part of your pension package. We won't go into it in too much detail, but I know for a fact that the amount of money that you have to put in on a month-by-month basis into that pension means that it is worth it. Or, you know, you have paid for it along the way because it's considerably more than most people put into their pensions. But that's just a little side thing. So you've got your commutation, you thought, right, uh, let's see how this can work with my values and the community that I'm now living in. And that's brilliant. And, you know, it's now a central hub in that village. And I'm, I'm guessing you get to know everybody in the village as a result.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I now know Perfect. everybody.
1: You now know everybody. So <laughs> so that would have been a, a goal. Did you write anything down? Or, or, you know, did you have a vision for this sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, or is it just like a set of chance conversations? A lot of
0: times. So I have... Practice vision boards for a long, a long period of time. So it, keeping things in the mind's eye. And just before I retired, I have, I have it on the background of my phone. Is I have, a, I have a, a picture. So I have a picture of a coffee shop. I have a picture of a gym. I have a picture of somebody standing in front of a group of people talking, presenting. A picture of some bears because I really want to go back to Canada and see the bears, uh, which I haven't done yet. And I have a picture of a book. So all of those things I had set out to achieve. So once I once I had that chance conversation, I was like, right, okay. So the goal now is to buy it. How am I going to buy those premises? I've got no business qualifications. I don't know anything about running a business. Um, trying to get a commercial mortgage was an impossibility. That was the first route I took. And everybody said, no, no you've got no experience. You don't mm-hmm. run a business. And I was like, well, okay, well, I'm to find a way of making this work, so how do I make this work? So, what ended up uh, over a series of conversations and thinking outside the box of what to do, I came up with a, an agreement with the landlord, uh, with the owner, uh, John, to buy the businesses off him, rent the property from him with an options agreement, a five-year options agreement in place to buy the land then at a set price within that five years. So, yeah. So
1: it was quite clear and quite structured about what we were going to do and what steps needed to be. So all structured, but it was on a vision board in the, yeah. in, in the first instance. And, and yeah. that is an important thing, I think. And, you know, yeah. you either write it down or you have a picture. Yeah. So we've got we've got the bears. Yeah,
0: still to do, still
1: on the list. Still, the bears. still on the list. Yeah. yeah, OK. And what else was on there?
0: the book so I've got the book, the book oh yes out. yes yeah. so I
1: knew there was something we needed to listen to
0: <laughs> the book it's coming out later the on the later on this year fingers crossed I had the coffee shop so that's bought now that's been up and running for just a, uh, we're going into our fourth year wow yeah so that's that's we, um, we literally built that from scratch literally built everything from scratch we turned around a car showroom into a coffee shop in a gym in three months so yeah that's quite,
1: ongoing Power of goals there.
0: Power, of, Power goals. of goals, yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. And so the book's coming out now. Tell us a little bit about the book. I, I mean, obviously we're using our friends, our good friends at Right Business We are, results, yes, at Right Business And we, we both got back in touch with each other because we're part of a part of a group, and we've got the gorgeous Georgia, GG, as yeah. I prefer to call her, working on that for you. So that's going to come out now. Tell us a little bit about that. Is it? practical, is it story-based? Is it come on tell us a little
0: Yeah, bit so it's it. a practical book. So what I've done is I start each chapter with a story of a real life negotiation. We look at the lessons I learned from that conversation and then the chapter follows through about a load of stuff around communication and then and some tips of how you can practically use that in everyday conversations.
1: Okay, so sort of thing that you might want to use if you're having a rocky relationship situation yep. or you're just not getting on too well with your work colleagues. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, if you just generally want to be a nice person and, you know, say the right things in communication.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, no, that, yeah. That's, that's good. One of the things we ask is big, hairy, audacious goals. Now, I'm sort of figuring that what you've done already was, you know, big, hairy, it was audacious, and obviously you had to think quite a bit outside as you said outside the box to come up with the uh, solution but i guess the next bit is how do you raise the funds to buy the the property it sounds like it's the next the next best thing but at least now you've got three or four years experience of running businesses track record so one would hope that that will be a, a much much better sort of prospect so What else? What else is really big on the horizon? I mean, a book, you know, and a business. You know, they're big things. Yeah. But what what's what's next? Because it sounds like you're you know you're only months away from like concluding all of these things. What's
0: Mm. what's next on the agenda? I'd probably say six months to a year. I think from for being able to buy it and then have somebody in place in each business to run it, or to perhaps sell some of the businesses off as time goes on, and then as I get older. running around so much and then just to become the landlady. So that's the next the next goal. So the, the next goal is to buy the business, raise the finance, to buy it. I'm pretty sure that we should be able to do that in the next three months. Then it will be probably to get everybody in place so they don't need me anymore, which is yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So I don't have to cover so many things. And then book law, I'd like to do. Book, so big, audacious, hairy goals, book, Sofa with Phil and Holly, obviously.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, blimey, Yeah, that's a good one. You know, that's yeah. a good one.
0: And keynote speaking and to be the go-to person in the field of communication and negotiation.
1: There we go. Big, big, big. Yeah. We like that. We like big. And we'll hold you to account on that. Please okay, do. For Phil yeah. and Holly. And then when you get on the sofa, if you could put in a good word for me. My book, Goals Do Come True, that would be I awesome. certainly
0: will, yes. That would
1: be awesome. So let's have a look. What else can we cover off? Anything else that you want to tell us that we need to know about? A nugget, a perfect Nicky
0: nugget. A perfect Nicky nugget. Okay, so when I sat on my negotiation course in 2008, I had one of those pithy moments, you know, when you suddenly think, oh, my God, this is what I want to do, this is my purpose, and I and I get that not a lot of people find that for a long time, or they search too hard for it, or they, or it's like I must have this, I must I must do this purpose. And it just came came to me, and I really find that when you're open to things or open to opportunity, they'll come, and then you have the choice to say yes or no, and and that's your decision. I'm probably like you, Doug, and I kind of say yes to every opportunity because yeah. I never know where it's going to lead to. No, next. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And I sat sat there on that course and I went, right, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Not only am I going to be a negotiator, but then I'm going to be on this team that did the training uh, all the UK training. And I'm going to be on that team of six. And I had no idea how that was going to work. But all I knew was that that was my goal and that's what I was going to work to. And then I put myself out. So I made sure that I was on call consistently. I made sure that I went and linked in with the training team and helped them out whenever I could. I made sure that I went into the office of those people that were on the full-time unit probably bi-weekly. So my name and my face was never forgotten. So when an opportunity came up, they would go, oh, do you know what? I know who might be able to fit in there. So, yeah, and I did exactly the same. I have probably done exactly the same with all of the girls on my set. I do exactly the same here. I know that for me to be able to accomplish the next step in my life, I need to start mixing with People have already com- accomplished that next step. And so I'm already starting to widen my circle and find and seek out those people and uh, find out that all the information that they've got. Because there is generally somebody who's already done what you want to do. And if you can find them, they, they just are more than happy to help you. That, Which, haven't
1: you found that? Haven't yeah. you found that? It's like anybody would think that somebody that's quite successful out there is far too busy to be interested in and um, and we all suffer from the imposter syndrome that you know I'm not big enough why would they be bothered yeah but you know what I think all you have to do is ask yeah and you will be surprised at the doors that open and the, the people that you'll spend time with and you know the ideas that you'll receive and 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 how you can take your business forward but you're right there's there's very very few things these days that haven't been done already,
0: mm.
1: so no, that's a that's a, that's a good tip. Have you got any any stories right from the negotiation days, the hostage negotiation days that we mm. that what people would go, oh oh, you did that one that you're allowed to say, or are they all really really secret? No, no,
0: no Most of them are in the public domain. Which ones have I been involved in that I can tell you that? So we I. The team, not me specifically, but the team that I work with, were very involved in uh, in 2012 when the in Syria with the journalists, a lot of the journalists that were kidnapped mm-hmm. over there. So we the, the, we were hugely involved in that. I'm um, working really hard on behalf of the families. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the probably the big one. The other ones, uh, one of them is not in the public domain, and the other one. The other one is, but I don't
1: know how much. So, without their permission, I will. No, no, that's fair enough. You know, and you wouldn't want to have to kill me. Mm. And that's the thing.
0: Not today. No. Not
1: today. Not today. And she's perfectly capable. I have no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, Nikki's a lean, mean fighting machine. (laughs) Because obviously she's got her own gym, so she must be down there twenty virtually twenty four seven.
0: Gosh, if only I only had the time, Doug. To be in the gym twenty four seven.
1: I think I think you actually you touched on something there. You know, if you're if you are an entrepreneur, if you're somebody running a business or you want to run a business, I think it's something you said was finding people that can do the things that you're currently doing so that you can step away a little bit. Because having your own business, working in it, is actually full on. Mm. It's seriously full on and you know most of the people outside in the world they just see the, the fast cars and the you know the big houses and uh, and all that sort of stuff not realizing the sleepless nights that go with it the where am i going to get the finance how are we going to pay the mortgage and you know and or rent this month how, you know how are we going to feed everybody so I think it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing there that you you mentioned that you're looking for people. Yeah. And the thing is you put it out there in the world, which means that, you know, the world's going to sort it out for you. And those people will c- come. The, yeah. the, the problem I find is finding somebody that's just like you,
0: <laughs> that you can
1: comfortably <laughs> trust to do what you do. Yeah. I think that's the difficult thing. And I think what I'm finding now is I'm, I've am i got a team around me that are, they're doing all the stuff to make me look amazing. And, and I just dip in and do a little bit.
0: and mm. Then
1: everybody else makes it happen behind the scenes. So yeah. that might be something you, you might never ever get away with, from it. Unless, of course, you know, you sell, as you say, you sell off the individual businesses. Mm. But that's also a difficult thing. That's a difficult thing because you, they're your babies. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. And actually, actually even yeah. when I think about it, I've, I've become quite emotional. <laughs> I, I've, I employ 12 people now across businesses, which is amazing. And you're quite right. Um, and it's quite funny because when I go into the coffee shop now and I do something, I think, I'm just getting in the way.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, know,
0: yeah. I know I'm just getting in the way. I just need to go. I just need to step out and just meet them and
1: mm-hmm. let
0: them know what's happening because they know it better than I do. You know, I can't. Thankfully, with the garage, I can't step in because I'm not a trained mechanic. No, so that's always again, good. It's much easier if I'm not at the gym. Yeah. I do, I do the morning classes in the gym at the moment. So, but we're working towards a new system now. Just, I just lost my personal trainers. That's the other thing about running business. You'll find that you'll that people will come and people will go, and so there's never a steady. You get a steady ship, and then it's like something will drop off, and you're like, oh, hang on a sec. Where did that and come it, from? I yeah, to, wasn't I said, expecting that. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. expecting that. No, yeah. so it's a
1: it's a constant challenge, but we love it because it, you know it, it it keeps it keeps your mind active. You know, you're always. I mean, it's a plus and a minus. I mean, you're always thinking about it. That's one thing. It's very 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 difficult to um, switch off. So, anything else to share with us? I know you can't tell us any negotiation stories, which is a bit of a bummer, really, but hey, you know, I do get that. Anything else you want to share?
0: I can, I you can call share, it a day.
1: Go. Can, on.
0: Let me share with you the first ever negotiation I did, okay? Yeah. Because this is where I learned the biggest lesson about communication that I've ever learned in my life. So I've done this two week course, I've had all my communication skills stripped right back. I've done this really intense course. And I've learned this new way of communicating with people. And I can't wait to do, I can't wait to save the world, Doug, is pretty much Yeah, where it man,
1: that's it. Yeah, now I'm that's immortal, it, you know, I'm you know, invincible. I'm immortal.
0: Yeah, I get yeah. changed in a, a phone box down the road <laughs> with my bright red <laughs> shirt on. And yeah, I, I'm ready to save the world. So I get a call, an unexpected call, late at night. I'm not on call or anything, uh, but it's my work phone. And when it rings, I can see the name is Steve written across it. Now, Steve was the guy that taught me how to be a negotiator. So I know what this call is. I know that it means uh, I'm going to go out and do my first job. So I'm super excited, really excited. And I start running the whole scenario through my head about how it's going to go. You know, what I'm going to say when I get there. It is like a cartoon strip running through my head. It's like negotiator arrives on scene, goes to speak to the guy, <laughs> starts talking to him. He's like, oh, gosh, yeah, I am being a bit of an idiot here. Yeah, I understand the mistakes I'm making. I really like you. You've got this really lovely way about you, about how you <laughs> communicate. Uh, yeah, definitely I'm going to come out and I'm going to, you know, it's all going to be over in about an hour and a half. And the story uh, was that it was a gentleman just released from prison. He had gone round to his ex-partner's house, the mother of his his baby who's only two, months, two three months old. There'd been a big fight. He had allegedly assaulted her and taken the child. There'd been a car chase around South London and now he was surrounded by police officers and I, of course, as a negotiator, was going to come and sort it all out. So we get there. Eight hours later, I'm still there. It's now bucketing with rain. He's wound down the window of his car about that much and he said two things to me. One is, you don't understand and the second one I'm not going to repeat on your podcast. Uh, eventually, through a long negotiation, I wouldn't say it successful or unsuccessful, but he was he was tasered and dragged out of the car, which is not how I wanted it to end, and probably not how he wanted it to end. And for ages, I reflected on that, and years, in fact, I reflected on that negotiation. Where I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand what happened there. What went wrong? I used. I thought I'd used all these skills. And suddenly the penny dropped one day because I start to get to know more about myself, about psychology, about human behavior. Is that whole conversation, that whole negotiation, that one and probably several others. And still now, even to this day, when I have conversations, I still notice myself doing this. It was all about me. It was all about me and what I wanted from that conversation. And I hadn't even stopped at any stage and gone, what does he want from this conversation? How is he going to perceive me? probably as a white middle-aged woman working with the police. So why on earth would he trust me? And so I learned a valuable lesson from that negotiation, which is we come at life from our own lens. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about understanding and being aware that every conversation, every communication you have is generally about what you want. And sometimes we just need to stop and go, okay, hang on a sec, let's look at it from a different perspective and where the other person's coming from. So that would be my top tip.
1: There we go. And and when I hear some of these top tips, I go, all goosebumply. (laughs) And that was a goosebumply one. Oh, thank you. You know, so see things sometimes. Well, know that we always see things through our own lens and our own situation. And then just sometimes if you want to crack the conversation, see it from somebody else's.
0: Yeah.
1: What a perfect way to finish off this week's podcast Nikki, thank you very much for joining me. It's good catching up. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have other opportunities to catch up, you know, at the book launch, um, your book launch. <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll make sure that happens. It'll be when we're all allowed to get together, which will be really, really good. But yeah. we'll make sure that all your communications, all your comms are in the show notes so that people can get, get hold of you. But what, who would be a perfect person to get in touch with you?
0: So the, a, a person, so I'm working on confident communication at the moment. So the perfect person would be somebody who struggles to be heard or feels that they struggle to be heard. Somebody perhaps in a relationship where they are over-talked all the time, even perhaps you go into work briefings and you find that you're, you, you're lacking confidence. For whatever reason, you're lacking the confidence to raise your hand and say, well, this is my idea. Or you go into situations. A lot of my clients, a lot of my clients are women, aged 35 to 55, and a lot of them have just lost their confidence and sometimes find that they're not listened to, not heard, and they're not achieving their full potential.
1: There we go. So, in a nutshell, hit that back a couple of 15 seconds just to make sure that you know you got it. And then, if you're described, if you've just been described, go to the show notes. And get in touch with Nikki, and she'll be able to help you. Nikki, thank you very much again for joining Thanks, me. Doug. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk.